Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession and in a healthy way. And I'm really excited to bring today Dr. Matthew Smith. He and I just spent a little time talking, and holy cow, what he's talking about today aligns beautifully with what I write about in my first book. So we're going to dig into some details and give some concrete ideas to you. He comes to us with 15 years as a band director, top middle school band, and now he's at the high school level. Um, And he just recently finished his doctorate focusing on uplifting and highlighting marginalized students. So he's very aware of um, all the needs out there and is is out there being a voice for those folks. And I'm just stoked because he he, uh, also has some great ideas to share with us. So Dr. Smith, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, before I have you um, tell us a little bit about your journey into becoming a band director, uh, I just want to tell you guys why you want to stay tuned, because he's going to talk about, uh, give you three particular things he's done during his um, profession here that have helped him sleep better, make his days go a lot easier, helps him have more positive interactions with others, and he feels a whole lot better about himself. So, the whole sleeping better and waking up feeling good and exciting. I mean, that alone is worth the stay. So um, I was excited when I heard why and how you did all this. But first, before you tell your secrets to everybody, could you tell us a little bit, who is Dr. Matthew Smith and why are you a band director? Well, um, it wasn't until high school or the transition between middle school and high school when I decided I wanted to be a band director. I knew I had always wanted to be a teacher since about the age of four or five when I started kindergarten and started going to school. Um, Prior to that, I wanted to teach, I think it was English or science or something. But then our middle school went up to the high school and we did a football game, a joint football game. And I just fell in love. I was like, I have to do this. I want to teach music. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the marching band. I enjoyed hearing them do uh, soundtracks uh, when we did a combined area concert uh, in the spring. And so it was like, I just have to keep doing this. And I fell in love. And sure enough. Here I am now. <laughs> yeah, those moments. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Just crap. Yeah. Well, um, you must have done something that you, when you're saying now your days go easier, you're sleeping better, things have gotten better in your life. So let's rewind a little bit and go back to a time when maybe things weren't quite like that. And you, be, you had to become a badass at something to get there. So what, what was going on in your life that, that you made some changes that helped you do these things? So I think it was the it was at the end of the first year or going into the second year of teaching. Um, I lived in the Central Valley, Fresno, Clovis area in California. Um, it's not known for great weather or anything like that. Lots of dust and agriculture. So I, I woke up wheezing one day and I didn't know why because I'd never been diagnosed with asthma. So I took I drove myself to the Kaiser uh, down the street. And I had they were running some tests on me because they weren't sure what was going on. Fast forward, we get through all the testing and they were asking me, so do you have you ever had any upper respiratory issues? And they said, I said, no. And they said, well, I think you might have adult onset asthma because you can develop it. A lot of people have it as children and then they grow out of it or or they have it for the rest of their lives. But you can you can develop asthma 
as an adult, depending on the, the environment you live in. And so that was me living in that Central Valley. It's basically just one bowl with all this stuff. Rarely do you get rain pushing, you know, stuff out to have that clear air. So I'm in the emergency room and they they give me prednisone and they give me albuterol and all these other, you know, steroid type medications to to bring my heart rate down and to open up my lungs. And I'm panicking and I don't know what's going on. And sure enough, they said, this is probably something that's going to be permanent because of where you live and how long you've had it and didn't know about it. So things obviously were, were triggering in my body. And I didn't know because I'd never lived with that growing up in the Bay Area on the peninsula where the air is a lot cleaner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have, you know, adult onset asthma and they, they were listing all these things. They, um, you know, asking me, are you allergic to this? Are you allergic to that? And I'm like, no, I've never had any reactions. So they were giving me tests, allergy tests. Um, and, and they were describing things like, um, well, what kind of foods do you eat? And, you know, being kind of freshly out of college and starting teaching, I wasn't eating very well, obviously. Like yeah. a lot of it, you know, I, 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 pizza, macaroni and cheese. Top ramen. <laughs> Top ramen, yeah, stuff like that. But, you know, I, I had healthy stuff mixed in there sometimes. But they did say, you know, one of the triggers for asthma is dairy foods. Um, and even carbonated, some carbonated drinks, things like that. And they said, you know, you might want to limit the amount until we can figure out exactly what's triggering. And so, you know, being, I think I was 26 or 27 at the time. So having that happen early on in my career, it, it, and knowing the the scheduling and the uh, the just the the density of things that a high school band director a middle school band director has to do on a daily and weekly basis and the the amount of activeness that we have to have for our students in the classroom it made me start thinking like okay what do i need to change so that i am a lot more positive in the classroom because I didn't think about it at the time, but the health issues I was having with the not being able to take that deep breath or run that mile like I used to, those things started to impact my personal and professional life. Because when you can't physically do something that you've always done, you start just so many things start going through your mind, you know, or when you're teaching a class of 60 band kids and you're having to, to talk over them, but you don't have the wind to do it. It's difficult and you get very frustrated. And then that transitions into your relationships with those kids. Yeah. And so I had to make those changes. And so by slowly limiting, obviously the dairy and, you know, adding in other recommendations from my primary doctor, I was noticing changes in just my my quality of life, um, being able to rest more when I got home and not feeling like I was winded because of the foods I was eating and because of the activities they were having me do uh, to build 
lung capacity and recalibrate my body, those things were helping me start to live life again. So now you've discovered how much better it feels. And yes. we talked about earlier, it was work, though. It didn't just happen overnight. And I know a lot of people are like, it's too overwhelming to know where to start. So I'm going to ask yep. you to help narrow down um, three specific things that you've done to support it so that now, because society doesn't make it easy to eat healthy. I read about in my book, the things that you need to do to feel good, honestly, meals and movement are two big pieces. And we're yep. talking about that today. But society makes it so hard. So you had to figure out some things to do so that you could feed your body what it needed. Can you talk about the first one you told me was meal prep. So talk about what's the benefit of that and why do you take the time to do it? So I I think for me, um, meal prep is important just because I know exactly what I'm getting. I know what I'm putting into my body because I'm the one preparing everything, rationing it out the way that it needs to be. So for example, for me, I'm pretty basic. There's certain things that I have to have every day or every week. Um, So I like to not just solely meal prep. I also batch prep as well. I batch cook things. So on a Saturday or Sunday night or across both of those days, what I'm doing is I'm going to chop up fruits and veggies, cut, slice and dice, and they're going to go into their own little containers. I might batch cook um, enough rice to, to create a meal or pastas or things like that. Um, I think doing that, basically, it's going to allow me to mix and match things so I'm not bored throughout the week eating the same thing, because that can happen as well. And I think when that happens, that's when people start going to the drive-thru. So by doing that and organizing it into a system that fits into my schedule, because it's very, you know, I have... Tuesday and Thursday night rehearsals, Friday football games, Saturday competitions later in the season. It can be it can be difficult for some people and they might say, well, I can't I can't meal prep or I can't batch cook for the whole week like that. That's okay. When I started doing this, I would just do it for two to three days at a time. So I would I would chop, dice and slice enough of those items for, you know, Monday through Wednesday. So at least I would get through half of the week, which is still better, right? right? Than going to McDonald's at lunch, spending $10 on a combo. That's $30. Yeah, I'm feeling crappy after you eat it, right? right? Exactly. And, you know, so the benefit there also is you're saving money because while produce and all these, you know, poultry and fish, all this stuff is rising in price, you're still able to uh, save your time and money by doing it yourself in advance. But you have to, it takes time to get into a habit. One of the things I do when I coach clients on this and they're, you know, because we make so damn many decisions as band directors, one more decision, like what am I going to prep? It's hard Mm -hmm. using chat GPT. This is a great use for chat GPT. You know, I, when, when I do it with people, for example, you know, if they have gluten allergies or dairy or whatever, create seven day meal plan with using fresh vegetables that I would find in my, in this part of the country um, that are gluten-free recipes, blah, blah, blah. And it will put everything out there. It'll create your shopping list. And that can just take a matter of minutes because the prep of thinking about it sometimes is just too much. Um, You have another quick little thing too, that I thought was really cool. Um, You you called your lunchbox because you, we talked about the temptations to stop and grab something at a drive-through. Tell us about your lunchbox that you keep. 
So I keep a, a lunchbox. It has about six little compartments in there where you can put little um, containers and then you have a place for your, your liquid, like your juice or your water. Um, I started doing that because I was noticing I was getting hungry on the way home from work or from rehearsal. And old Matthew Smith would stop at the drive through Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King, Del Taco, whatever, you know, yep, yep, yep. because it was convenient, right? I don't have to get out of my car. I, you know, I tell them what I want, but after eating that, I felt terrible. Yes. <laughs> and it sits in your body and, you know, you're getting home late, so it's just going to stay there, you know, and you just wake up feeling horrible. So instead, I now pack things that are non-perishable. They're a lot healthier, of course. Um, I'll do maybe carrots and celery in a container. Um, I, sometimes I'll even drizzle like a vinaigrette or something just to give them a little flavor. Mm -hmm. I'll keep some crackers like Triscuits in a container. I'll have grapes in one. I like crasins, the the raisins that it tastes like, you know, those are really good. So those replace fruit snacks for me. Um, I'll keep a couple bottles of water in there. So things that are that are healthier and just to tide me over so that I'm not stopping off at the drive-thru on the way Because it home. often doesn't hit us till we get in the car because we've been so busy. And then it's like, oh, yeah. man, now that I've exactly. sat down, I'm shaking, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's really good advice because we've all been that person going, I just have to or I'm going to pass out. Keep it in, so. you know, keep it in your car or keep it in your refrigerator if you have it in your office yeah. and then your way out, take yeah, it with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have one more little tip you're going to share with us. But before we get to that, I want to just invite those of you listening to this. Um, I got a couple of ideas for you about how you might be able to put some of these practices we talk about on this podcast into practice in your own life. Welcome, Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tune systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So, as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. All right, we are back with Dr. Matthew Smith. We've been talking about couple things I write about in my book and that he has applied in his life for quite a while, and that is uh, movement and meals. He's given a couple of pointers about meal prep and uh, the lunchbox uh, to avoid temptations. And we've got just a minute or so left here. And Dr. Smith, I would love for you to talk to us a little bit about movement and why you found that to be so helpful and such an important part of your health journey. So as an asthmatic, you, you know, and many of you probably live with them or you're one yourself, it's very difficult sometimes to exercise. We're limited in what we can do, um, you know. So for me, 
just the simplest movement is helpful. Getting out, walking my dog, you know, after the sun sets or early in the morning, going for that little bike ride, even if it's just a mile, even if it's just around the quadrant that I live in a couple times. Um, if you're uncomfortable walking or running, do it in your backyard. Run in place for five minutes while you're, you know, between TV commercials, jump rope in the backyard. So many little things you can do in little increments throughout the day to keep your body moving, to keep your heart rate going. For me, it was I wanted to improve my lung function. So I chose jogging and running and I do that a lot. And my asthma has actually improved because of it. Isn't it sort of like maintenance on our instruments, the valve oil and the swabbing yep. them out? We have to do that with our bodies to keep things moving, to keep the, the lubrication there. And if we don't do it, we become those people that can't do it. So, right. Yeah. So I loved, uh, you know, your practical advice for, you know, you can't always go out and do things, find a space and, you know, where you can and do the movement you can. My husband's in his 60s and likes to play ice hockey. I do the yoga. We have two <laughs> totally different, totally different things that we do. But we found what, what we like to do so that we can continue, so that we will continue to do it. And, and, then, and if, if I can say one more thing, yep. band directors that teach high school and middle schools, especially when your kids are warming up, doing stretching and, and doing their PT, do it with them. Mm-hmm. I that that's, if they don't do that, just inc- start incorporating it into the class. I Yeah, because you're going to get physically... Class involved and there's your movement right there <laughs> and modeling that for students who don't get much movement is super important yep. too that yeah oh we're gonna save the world dr timothy or dr <laughs> matthew smith and i are going to be out there doing it yes thank you so much for being here today and sharing your real life practical tips really appreciate it thank you yeah and thank you to all of you who keep showing up and listening to these podcasts and making a difference for kids every day through the magic of music education the work you do matters and so do you Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little easier. 